Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Creative Alchemist podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you so, so much. If you'd like to become a supporter and help make this show possible, tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the creative alchemist to become a monthly supporter. Thank you all again and enjoy. I don't, I don't even know what you're going to ask me, but I'm, I'm game. I'm, I'm going to just, whatever you ask me, I'm just going to answer. You know what, Earl? That kind of hurts my feelings because that means you haven't listened to the podcast yet and we are a bajillion episodes in. <laughs> oh man, I'm good for a guilt trip. Anyway, <laughs> let's get this started. Let's so, get it started. Hey, let's get it started. In, in here, here, let's get, get it started. started. While sipping tea. Yo, this Fancy. is gonna be such a problematic. Not even. It's gonna be. How do I say this? You're a DJ, which means you have like all the music in your brain, and mm-hmm. then my brain just naturally has music playing in the background all the time. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be so good. We're gonna go off on like musical tangents. I love it. Let's do it. Cool. Let, let's... let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. See, see, it's already okay. Anyways, <laughs> please introduce yourself to the folks at home. Who are you and what do you do? I am Earl Nelson, also known as DJ B Easy. I'm a DJ, a host, a karaoke host, uh, radio host, radio technician. Oh my God. You know, also audio engineer. And you know what? I'm a fine gentleman. And Earl is a fine gentleman. Yes. Did you, wait, did you say your name or did you say your DJ name? I said my whole government with my <laughs> DJ name. <laughs> Earl Nelson, also known as DJ Be Easy. Do you hear this man's voice? It's like ridiculous. I can't. It's like late night loving voice. <laughs> DJ P. Easy. <laughs> oh, man. Zulinette, so, how you doing today? Oh, my God. I'm super. I'm super. Things are just... I just shared good news that I can't share with y'all right now um, before we started recording. So, you know, cliffhanger. Sorry. This woman is powerful. She's affecting change. And... Honestly, empowerment is real. Word. It's real. Straight up, son. Mm. Moral of this story is, this story that you don't know about because I'm not sharing it with you. I'm sorry. Um, Moral of this story is you need to stand up for what you want. Ask for it. Demand Mm -hmm. it. Or be like, if not, son, I'm out. Exactly. Um, Yeah. But anyways, women power all day, every day. Ah, ah, ah. Um, Anywho. Why do you do what you do, Earl? Like, what got you into it? What what started you in this path of engineering and, and music and DJing and karaoke? Honestly, and- deep down, I always loved music mm-hmm. to the point where in elementary school to high school, I collect thousands of tapes, thousands of CDs. But the thing is, I also had a shared love with sports. So it didn't come to me until... Some child out there is going to be like... Cassette tapes. Yes. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Before MP3 downloads, there were cassette tapes. So the thing about it was going to CCSU and as a you know transfer student from a two-year school, my focus was to play football again because mm. you know that's I kind of like got the love of football in me. Even though most of my life I played basketball, but then. Realized I was a little bit vertically challenged, but <laughs> I'm strong. So 
sophomore year to senior year, I played um, football at Weaver High School in Hartford, Connecticut. Shout out to Weaver. Shout out to Weaver Beavers and whatnot. I forgot y'all were the Beavers. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Right now, we're, we are com- technically, football-wise, Weaver High School and Buckley are on the same team. But oh, that's a whole different podcast yeah, about we'll, what's going on in Hartford. We'll talk about gentrification on another episode. Exactly. But it's because <laughs> of gentrification. Yes. <laughs> basically. Basically. So the, the thing is, when I got to CCSU and I was trying to you know, get on and whatnot, they were talking about, yeah, you got to sit out a semester or whatnot because of NCAA, da, da, da. but it's like, kind of find out, it was all BS. Um, the NCAA office was feeding me. Well, not the NCAA office, but the CCSU office. Because mm. the NCAA was just like, yeah, you didn't play any football in college, so why did they tell you to sit out? So yeah. that let me know that there was already a plan in place for players. Ah. Even at the CCSU level, there's a plan in place yeah. for players. So with that being said, I was like, damn, I actually got to get an education? <laughs> so... <laughs> the thing is, my friend, um, Jordan Jezere, a gentleman from Boston, Massachusetts, was going through the same situation, too. He transferred from a two-year school in Boston to try to you know, play football at CCSU. But he's the one that discovered the CCSU radio station before me. And he was doing like you know, a real hip-hop show. Basically, back then, we were listening to a lot of Mos Def, Tyler Kweli, Terminology, another rapper from Boston... Um, just real hip hop, just a boom, bap, boom, bap. This is hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. So we're into all of that. I'm over here waving my hands in the air like I just don't care. So So we're we're, we're on the real hip hop tip. And it was one day he was just, you know, I guess he had the flu. But I always was sitting to the show. And the thing is, at that time, um, one of his friends was covering, but his, his friends didn't play the same hip hop. Yeah, they played like more mainstream hip hop. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. payola hip hop. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, nah. He usually plays this most deaf track, or at the time, that's when Jay Z was making a comeback with Kingdom Come and American Gangster. So I was just throwing other stuff at him and. He, and he just said, well, how come you just don't DJ? You're telling me what to do. Why don't you just be the DJ? And I'm like, all right, well, watch the board and let me just do my thing. I know the music got to be clean. And then come to find out, like, at the end of the night, going to some some frat party, and I'm not even a part of a frat, I, it dawned on me, I should just DJ. Yeah. And it, 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 it took me being denied of playing football and then... That guy, you know, Jordan, you know, being sick, so he couldn't, you know, do his show, somebody else filled in, and me giving orders on what to play. And I'm like, that's how I feel at most parties. Because before I was DJing, I went to a lot of parties, and I'm like, how come they're not playing this track right now? Were you the one guy, like, telling the DJ, yo, you know what you should play? (laughs) Yo, play this for me. I always had respect for the DJ, but I was that one guy that just, like, if you truly know me, Especially back then, you know, I was a shy guy. (laughs) I was a shy guy. I was very chill, very reserved. Kind of still am now, but it's just, I know how to use my voice better now. Um, So I'll just be at the party. 
chilling, sipping. Occasionally, there might be a reggae song, so I might, you know, do my thing here and there. But for the most part, at, at parties, I'm just listening, observing, just looking at the crowd. So I always looked at the crowd. Yeah. So in a sense, that's what helps me for my current events now because I've always been looking at the crowd. It's like a form of doing research, I yeah. think. You're, you're feeling out the crowd. You're, you're giving them breaks in between, mm-hmm. especially when you're like fucking us up on the dance floor. Yeah. You got to make sure at some point we can breathe. Exactly. And like two-step it out maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, thug it out at some point. It's a balance. Right. Right. So that's like it's like listening skills. It's watching the crowd. It's uh, it's planning ahead, knowing yeah. what tracks you can that you know kind of transition well into one another. There's a lot that goes in there. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of preparation, a lot of work, and honestly, I just thought about it. It's been like over. It's twenty. It's about to be twenty nineteen. I started professionally twenty no two thousand and nine. It didn't really pick up till 2012, 2013, 20, 20, oh but to keep it real with you, the first professional gig I had was 09, so it's been 10 years. Ooh, happy anniversary. <laughs> hey. Oh, okay, man. what does that mean exactly? Because to some people... The art of DJing, and this is this is just in general, right? People don't know the work that goes into certain crafts, so they just think, oh, it's just doing X, Y, Z. So for DJing, it's, oh, you're just playing a track off of a computer, and that's it. No, you you, you, you have to... It's more than playing a track, like... So what makes it a... For you, what made it a profession in 2009? <sighs> My goodness, the organization. The organization of the music... Um, the getting the right equipment, mm. like basically making sure you have two solid. Sorry, two regular speakers and what? Yeah, if you have two regular speakers or two power speakers, wh- honestly, if you have two power speakers and they're both a thousand watts a piece, you can get away with a lot of great parties with you know quality sound, high quality sound. If for some reason you're on a budget like how I started back in. 09 and I started with two PV speakers with a crowd amp and then a cheap subwoofer. I had to like, in a sense, that's where the sound engineer class at CCSU came in effect so I could make make it sound alive, make it sound good, make it sound professional. I love having no idea what the hell you're saying. Right <laughs> I'm like, yeah, PV and, and subwoofers. And yes. I love puppies. <laughs> what? <laughs> So, so the thing is, like... Well, go, go to that, though. Like, how did, how did the classes at CCSU help you with, with DJing? Because, again, the idea, the, the, the false idea being, like, if some young kid wants to just get into DJing and just start, you know, and just wants to, like, play music, music off of a computer and, like, let it transition into, like, another song and that's it. And they think that no, that's no, no, no. it. How did, the, how did the classes, how did you go in? Okay, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy you brought that up because more than the communication department, it was actually the theater department that helped me hone some of those DJ skills. Tell so, me more. That's so fascinating. T- Tom, shout out to Tom Debethal at CCSU. He's an acting and voice teacher. Um, professor, I should say, and pretty much with in voice class, besides like you know using your stage presence and whatnot, also just look around 
on where you're at on stage and look at the people that's around you because a lot of times he's prepping us for you know thousands or it could be hundreds or thousands of people in front of us mm-hmm. so in the same sense when I'm prepping to do a show DJ and whatnot it's going to be hundreds or thousands of people in front of me mm-hmm. and it's in a sense it's the same outlook you just you got to make sure you know your voice is projecting right in the sense with the music I got to make sure the speakers are pointed the right way. You know, there's sometimes, like, there's some public speakers that they talk so loud that they don't even need a microphone to hurt somebody's ears. Yeah, that's me. Yes. That's me. (laughs) You know, so... so, Yo, even your equipment, like, I've helped you lug equipment alone. Yes, yes. Jesus. That's a workout. Yeah, honestly, the the workouts I do off, off days, they help me out with just... The whole mental, physical, everything. So going back to Tom, just stage presence and and where you're at on stage. So that's a, you know studying that helps you helps you out to get them. Because the thing is, let's just say you're playing a track. It could be somebody's favorite track, but it, it's not hitting them right because they're not they can't really hear it the way it's supposed to be intended to hear. Mm. So you got to pay attention to the acoustics in the, in the room and how like. The way you point your speakers, it can just bounce off the wall in a certain way. Right. So you don't. The, the song shouldn't sound like. It should sound more. It should not. It should not sound like that. Yeah, at all. Not at all. Which is sometimes what many a party sound like. Because I'll give you a prime <laughs> example. Friday, after I, I did a gig, actually I was doing a triple header. I don't know why I still had the energy to go out. <laughs> I'm a madman, but anyways, me um, and two of my homies, we went to the spot called La Bama in uh, Manchester. It's a, a Mexican um, spot and whatnot, and the energy was great. But the thing is, it was like I felt like they had too many speakers in there. Mm. You don't need eight speakers for a bar. Yeah, like because I feel like if they just had okay two or three power speakers, had a solid sub on the ground, you're good. But he. The brother had like off-brand speakers connected to real-brand speakers. Yeah, it 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 was it, it the sound was there, but it's like it could have been a richer sounding spot instead of just muffled. And then I hear the bachata um, instruments in the background. Bachata. I'm always teasing Earl about how he says Spanish words. <laughs> Bachata. <laughs> bachata. Bachata. Hey, there you go. You gotta flick your hand while you say it's bachata. bachata. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to like yeah. how this was made into a profession for you. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was that first gig? Do you remember it? Ah, it was a house party at Sarah Maloney's house in <laughs> her apartment because. At that time, she she was dating a young gentleman that um he he was a uh, carpenter, so he owned property and whatnot. Shoot, shout out to Sarah Maloney, straight up. <laughs> shout out. So we we had that like because the, the first party was it was a Halloween party, and the thing is, all I had was just the practice I did at the radio station. Yeah. So to actually put this in front of like actual human beings that's not like listening to a frequency yeah. machine aka the radio 
you know, so. <laughs> like Keith Clater says, it's all waves, man. Yeah. It's all waves. So, after that party and just kind of understanding, okay, it's a mixed crowd. It was more, you know, more suburban kids than city kids. But the thing is, the suburban kids, they wanted to hear the, the real beats. They, want, they wanted to hear the real reggae. They wanted to dance to the, the, the oh my goodness, the salsa and all of that. So it, I, I was able to just mix it up. So I just gave that four-hour party in different waves and whatnot. Yeah. And basically playing six or seven different genres of music. And I think I ended up playing Calypso Soka uh, remixes with Top 40 at the end. And they were just like, oh my goodness, I never heard Katy Perry like this. I bet you haven't. <laughs> you know I bet you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it was fun. And then off of that, um, I did a wedding. The weddings are more um, more uniformed. Yeah. Like, because it's, it's a structure. And the thing is, I realized for me personally, I love non-traditional weddings. Mm -hmm. Meaning like anything that stays away from here comes the bride. Yeah. Here comes the bride. To be honest with you, the best wedding, the best wedding I ever did, shout out to Dan at the at the San Euro Agent Cafe. He's the top bartender there. Um, I did him and his husband Tom's wedding. And that was the best wedding I ever did because it was like it was so chill. It, the energy was right. They were open to like different style of music. I'm not gonna lie, I played a lot more um, house music and um, there's a track. Um, what's the name of the track called "Soaking Wet"? And yeah, it's it was a part of. Oh my! It it was I forgot the name of the show. I think it was "Queer Eye for the Straight Guy" or something, or what, what whatever. What so it was a theme. So my gay ass hasn't watched it. So <laughs> I can't tell you. So Dan was just like, "Yo, play this track and play some." Um, some Deborah Cox um, house music and whatnot. I'm like, yo, okay. Now how did you get here? House music version, that one? Yes. Nobody's supposed to be here. So looking at that crowd, they went crazy. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do like a nice 30-minute house music set. And I never get a chance to do something like that at a wedding. So in a sense, they kind of broke the game open for me. And they were just like, yo, we, we want this to be a party, not a wedding. Yeah. It's our wedding, yes, but our wedding should be a party. Word. So after that experience, I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to do any more traditional weddings, but I, I did because it was paying some good pennies. Yeah. Some high good pennies. So you said you didn't really start, it, it didn't really start picking up for you till like 2012. Yes. What does, what does picking up mean though? Like how, Cause, cause what, at, what counts as like consistent okay, cause for you? Because at the time, I put myself out there, but... Around 09, in a sense, I'll keep it real with you because we're going to keep it real here. In Love it. In the 09, realest podcast you'll ever listen in to. In 09, I was in a relationship I wasn't supposed to be in, and then I got out 2010. 2010 was, um, was cool, but then at the end of 2010, I got into another relationship that I thought I was supposed to be in because everything was nice, smooth, and comfortable. But come to 2011, I'm like, okay, I'm not supposed to, like, have all these restrict. Like, I'm just trying to work and do the, the thing that I love. And it got to the point where the young lady I was dating, um, she kind of friended a young lady that was a fan of mine. 
But the young lady that was a fan of mine was strictly a fan over my music. Yeah. Yes, I have a nice personality, but if I'm dating you, don't worry about her. I'm the one bringing you out in public. I'm the one, you know, holding your hand. We're, you know, smooshing in public. You know, just pet kissing, nothing crazy. Whatever in public. Earl, this is a lot of detail I don't need, but go ahead. <laughs> all in all. I get it. You're dating. I yeah. get it. <laughs> so the thing is, the young lady that was a fan of mine's, and still is, um, she just wanted to hire me to do a house party, and she was giving me, like, basically a little bit under $700 just to do this party. Woo! So it's a four-hour party. All I charged was $100 an hour. We love what you're doing. We're going to throw you tip, too. So I'm like, of course. So the thing is, I'm, I got bills to pay. Right. So my girl at the time, we ain't saying no names. No, we should not. not say no names. No, we should not. Was saying, I don't like her. And if you do this event, da-da-da-da-da, we're over. But I'm like, okay, so are you going to give me money to pay my bills? Because the thing is, it's not like... I'm just getting this money to pay the bills and then I'm not going to take you out. Think. I'm going to take you out too. So just, just just, be cool, whatever. So she thought, you know, all in all, this is like extra stuff for the podcast. Extra stuff for the podcast. All, all I'm trying to tell you guys as a lesson of that extra stuff, a lot of times when you're trying to, you know, get accomplish a goal and get things done, don't let the extra stuff get in your way. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's true love, your love in your life is going to realize, hey, this is his passion. This is what he loves doing. This is his business. I'm going to support him. I'm not going to tell him, no, not do this. Stay home and watch a movie. Think about it. Stay home, watch a movie? Or do your passion, get paid, and then take your lovely lady out to a movie and a dinner and whatever else she wants to do. Because you just followed your passion and she supported you. So thus, have it come all around. So reeling it back in. <laughs> reeling it back Yo, in. Podcasters, I'm sorry, but I, I just had to give you that quick example. Stay focused. Stay focused. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you bring up something that was that was brought up in a lot of the interviews so far, yeah. which is that you have to be really careful about who's in your circle. Yes. Who's supporting your dreams, who's yes. encouraging you. Um and uh, oh, oh, that's okay. And you know, just how the people that are closest to us affect our work, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's still it's still very relevant, Earl. But I'm sorry. My question <laughs> was still and still is: How did it turn into a profession for you? When did it start picking up? In around you said 2012. Um, just what started to happen? My confidence. Yeah. My confidence, like being more confident in myself and just going into different venues to just be like, hey, I'm Earl Nelson. This is what I do. And I love this spot. I would love, love to bring this energy here. What are some of the places you first started walking into with that approach? Um, was it like bars? Was it restaurants? Was it clubs? Or It was actually a lot of uh, restaurants mm. and bars. Yeah. Because the club system, in a sense, I started off in the club system with Vibes Uptown and... Yes. The microphone picture yes. Up, I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, yeah, uh, Italian Jamaican. My hand movement is crazy. That's okay. Just, just waste. <laughs> oh, that's all. <laughs> um, started at Vibes Uptown. Kind of learned the game a little bit there, and then Fuel Lounge. They did a couple of events there, and then um, also up on the rocks um, downtown Hartford. Damn. Yeah, I did a couple Wednesday night um, hip hop events there too. Um, so that taught me a lot about clubs, and the thing is with the clubs, there's like a lot of splitting around because, like, let's just say you know. You're throwing an event at the club. Oh, you mean between like who gets paid? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, the money go change could change hands three different ways, four different ways. Who does it? Who would it get split amongst? So you have your the manager on duty, mm-hmm. also the bar, mm-hmm. also the promoter, and then the DJ. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, like a lot of times, as the DJ, I'm just hired by the promoter. So whatever the manager and the promoter. In some cases, the bar manager, whatever conversation they have, I'm not in that conversation. Mm. And, I, you know, I, I, at first, I was just like, I'm just happy to just be at a lo- location, doing my thing. But the thing is, is like when you're realizing, okay, this certain amount of money is cool, but I feel like... Can see, I ask? Because it was so long ago? Yeah. How much was it? So for the first couple gigs... It was just like anywhere between 100, 150. For the night? Yeah. She. But I didn't know no better at that time. Right, right, you right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. so the thing is. How mu- and how long was a typical night? Like well, at just at the club? So at the club and also just putting in this in better um, contents, um, con- you know what I'm saying? Like it was um, like an underground hip hop showcase. So I'm playing music mm-hmm. in between people's sets. So okay. it started off like that, like on a eight mile meets Lord of the New Schools um, <laughs> type of vibe, like hip hop, you know. Yeah. And, and so at first, you know, I'm just like, cool, you know, this this is cool. Because yeah. at the time, I'm working a department job at Nordstrom's and all of that. So I'm just going by wages. Yeah. But I didn't realize. Right. It's not supposed to be that money for the whole night. It's supposed to be that whole mo- that money for every hour. Right. So when I learned, when I picked up on a game like that, who taught you that, or where did you learn that from? That it's supposed to be more. You know, it's crazy. Two people. Oh. <laughs> Ex girlfriend that wanted me to stay home. Because <laughs> because around that time I kind of figured out a little bit more better. But anyways, ex girlfriend that wanted me to stay home. And then my promoter, in a sense, was just like, okay, this is our budget, da 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 Because I was just like, I, I had, like, after eight months, I was just like, you know what? How do I get extra money? Let's talk about this. What's going on? And then he has a, he actually explained to me the whole tickets and da 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 How long was a typical night again? Was it, what, a three-hour event, four hours? Uh, it was supposed to be four hours, but rappers come late. So it would end up being three and a half, three hours of me, like... Actual working. Yeah. You know. And then that's not including like you getting there, you setting up. Yeah. All that. Yeah. So let's say it's a five hour night. You know what? Let's just say that back then. And you got paid yeah, 100 yeah. to 150. Yeah. Five hours. She. They got off. They <laughs> yeah. got off. They got okay. off good. Okay. But you know what? A lot of times 
new DJs in, in the system, they're, they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna understand it yet. Yeah. They're just happy to get that money, right, right. that little bit of money. But right. then learning my worth and whatnot, I started being a little bit more selective about where I played at. So when my promoter moved to Miami, because he was at least you know throw me a little bit extra mm-hmm. when I when I kind of got my eyes open, I was yeah. like, hey man. Hey, right. <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Right. So, because I questioned it, but, but the thing is, he was just like, you know what? Let me let me throw you, you know, because because I started poking around and asking questions. Right. So he, as you should. Yeah, and the thing is, instead of losing somebody that's reliable to you, get that keep that you know keep him around, throw him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I get that, and honestly, thank him for teaching me the game, and also thank you to the. Ex-girlfriend, in a sense, for, in a sense, opening my eyes to to the future of how I'm supposed to get this money. Shout Even out though to I didn't. Blessings and our lessons. Say it again. Shout out to our blessings and our lessons. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So shout out to all of that. So what? So all right. So you had your promoter. You had the situation with the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. What were some other things or people that helped you with? Creating your business as a DJ? My friends and family. Tell me more. Okay, so I'm going to... Because it started picking up 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Around that time, I also got involved with Sully's Pub. And we used to do like some summer parties there. Yo, yes, yes. we did. So the thing is, it's like when my core friends and their, their friends' friends or associates... And then some of my family members found out, like, okay, he's at this this summer spot in Hartford. That word of mouth picked up like wildfire. Cause at the time, believe it or not, I promoted on social media, but I'm not at like I'm not as good at I'm, I'm better, I'm way better at promoting on social media now because now I understand algorithms and whatnot. And mm. times when to drop a promotion and whatnot. So yeah. So it was just a lot of word of mouth. Yeah. And it it was great energy. So shout out to 2012 to 2015 Sully's Pub. There were some good years. Yo. There were some good years. And the thing is, that 2014 summer was so jumping. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, just stay away from Vortexes. That's what I gotta say. Oh, that's an insider. And you can only ask Earl about it on the live session, which will be coming at the end of this month, most likely. Mm-hmm. Not December. This will probably be coming out in January. Or, but anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, what have been, or who have been some of your biggest influences when it comes to DJing? I'm just going to shout out some random names. Big shout out to the whole Titanium Heavyweights crew, the homie DJQT, B. Davis, Big Brother AD, just teaching you how to like treat people, like hmm. make make sure you're personable, and whatnot. Um, shout out to Stephanie Ripkin for putting me onto the karaoke game. Shout out to LC for like even showing me more light to the karaoke game. Um, DJ Big Man Hot ninety three point seven only met him a couple times, but the couple words he said to me at Turntable Madness what was cool cool enough for me. Um, Kiana Coachman, the lady that runs Turntable Madness, that in a sense she brings all the DJs, mainly around the New England area, 
to vibe, not vibes uptown. I would say the cloud downtown Hartford for like an annual DJ showcase, and sometimes two DJs will battle. Kiana Coachman, she is huge for our culture in Connecticut, and more people need to know her. Mm. And she is a lady DJ that is the teacher. Yeah. She is our version of KRS One, you know. So she she's dope, but more people need to know about her. But in a sense. The right people know her because you know she she does like a lot of company parties so yeah she's she she's she's set up she know, she knows the game yeah. and we're just learning we're, we're we're still learning and whatnot also another independent DJ and I'm not going to talk about everything he does behind the scene but he's big in the Connecticut area on um, DJ Big Super Joe he in a sense is that his name Super Joe Super Joe. <laughs> he, he's he's got a lot of heavy clientele, and he's not even on major radio. Also, another DJ, um, DJ Big Ty, which I went to Weaver High School with him and whatnot. He's doing some some good things with um, his radio station. Um, wow, who am I missing? Because I, I I shouted out a lot of names. You did. Um, shout out to the whole to saying staff of DJs. Uh, Connie Korma, Ian, Kahar, DJ Legacy, Sobe One, even DJ Raza. He does Boys Night Tuesday nights at the San Euro Asia Cafe. Um, shout out to Tony, DJ Norm Beats. He's the trivia DJ at at the Half Door. So that's that's a few names I'm gonna say because I can keep going. But and these are folks that have influenced you, yes. or just people you give a shout outs to. No, people <laughs> that influenced me in different ways. Yeah, and whatnot. And then even showing up to the New Haven area, my homie DJ E One showing up to Detroit. DJ Cookie, she works for ESPN during the daytime, and on the weekends she DJs West Hartford, Connecticut. So those are those are some of the names that I'm just shouting out. I apologize if I forget any other name. Oh yeah, shout out to Jake, Jake Rosconi, NBC, Half Door. I apologize if I miss any other name. Is is a short podcast? <laughs> I don't even know why you're saying it. it's really not. Like, this shit's go, it'll go for like hours, and you will listen yes. because there are gems throughout. Yes. Anyways, so any DJ that I didn't name, and you you know you. We, we, we did business and whatnot. I still well, salute you guys. So I think you're bringing up something important, though. The fact that you are naming so many other DJs, there's... There's love. There's the thing... Right, but yeah. there's the thinking that if you're, like, in a creative sphere, you're in competition with the other people that are doing you the know same what? thing as and, you. And, okay. Here... Go here, ahead. Go ahead, Earl. Here we go. Tangent. So, 09 to 2011, it was, you know, it was all right. But the reason why 2012 popped off the way it did, I wasn't afraid to just be like, hey, how do you do this? To ask other DJs? Yeah, how do you do this? Yeah. Because a lot of times I was, I, I got in there and it was like, okay, because in a sense, DJ QT and, and um, AD, Titanium Heavyweights crew, they in a sense, you know, showed me love and whatnot. But the thing is at the time, like, I'm still thinking, like, okay, it's a competition thing, but really not. It's like, they showed me how to show love and how to ask questions. So, with them teaching me that, hmm. you know, saying, shout out to DJ QT and AD, you know, saying, teaching me, like, basically, okay, this is how you network. And, you know, we, we all trying to make it out here and whatnot. 
And, you know, those are people I know from my area of Hartford, North End of Hartford, Blue Hills Avenue section, Bowles Park section. Um, rest in peace, Bowles Park. Jesus, what they're doing. But, um, you know, gentrification, all that good stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, shout out to those two gentlemen, because in a sense, they, they kind of like showed me a lot of DJs can work together. But at the time, all I saw was, you know, like from New York, like, okay, Funkmaster Flex blasting DJ Envy and then other DJs in my old area, Connecticut, blasting each other. So when those brothers said, hey, you, you are homie, whatever, we, we knew you for a long time, boom, this is how you do it, whatever. Yeah. Boom. I, I was just like, all right, so if we all three of us work together, we're all DJs, in a sense, we're all, you know, eating, in, in a sense, we're all paying some bills, that could happen everywhere. So that's when I got introduced to Turntable Madness, met other DJs, and just started talking. Just like, how do you do this? Do you want to trade music? Do you want to do lunch? You know, like, simple. And, and not being afraid of, okay, he's going to take my client. No. Because yeah. the thing is, I have my own way of doing things. So if anybody wants to hire me, cool. Anybody wants to hire me, hire you, cool. Because you do, you do things the way you do it. And when you when you learn that first, then you can truly expand. Yeah. So to be honest with you, all I do is show DJs love, and it's like it's a universal thing. It's like you, you when you're showing love and you're manifesting love, all you're gonna see is love abundance. And then when you least think when you think like okay, this is a rough day, boom, something happens. Yo, DJ be easy. I can't make this event. Can you cover for me? That's how you start relationships. Because before that, before 09, it was like, okay. I mean, before 2012, it was just like, okay, I got to find this gig, whatever. But I didn't have other DJs to talk to besides just Q and AD. Yeah. So it was like, we helped each other out. But now, I'm cool with like, when I say cool, like actually I can call up at least 10 DJs right now just to do lunch and shoot the breeze. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And then anybody that doesn't know me yet, when you get a chance to know me, we're going to have fun. We're going to teach each other how to make more money. There's so many different events. Shoot, they had me DJ robotics two years ago. <laughs> I didn't know you needed a DJ for robotics, but they wanted one. And I was just like, yes, I'll help you out. Dope. So it's just your mindset. So when you switch your mindset, then everything is going to happen. Mm. You know, so... You can't you can't be stingy with your gift. If you have music, I love that. Seriously, like yeah. Prime example: when I came in to the office today, your office, your your art space, <laughs> yes, my office, yes, <laughs> AKA the Alchemy Door I, Studio, located at three sixty Farmington Avenue here in Hartford, Connecticut. Open by appointment only. Thank you. Go ahead. What's the first thing I asked you? <laughs> oh, for the Wi-Fi password. Okay. What's the second <laughs> thing I asked you? <laughs> what's the second thing I asked you? Wait. Um, <laughs> where's your where, where's your your hard drive? Oh yeah, hard drive. Because the thing no, is, no. In order, he asked me, "Where's the bathroom? What's your Wi-Fi password? And do you have your external hard drive so I can share music with you?" And I was like, "Aww, <laughs> aww." For real, because 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 the thing about it is like, you, there's ways to get the music. Yeah. You could download it off YouTube, but I recommend any DJ coming up, any DJ right now, join Record Pools because that's what because you get the music every new music every and day. And what's that? 
Is there a website? Is there an there's, app? Or? There's different websites or record pools. The main one I use is Franchise Record Pool with Funkmaster Flex. It's called Record Pool? Record Pool. Record Pool, okay. Yeah, Franchise Record Pool, Funkmaster Flex owns it. It's a $20 a month um, subscription, but the thing is you get everything. Mm. You could basically from... Are you getting music before uh, like it goes yes. super public? Yes. Mm. So th- there's some new songs coming from the UK that I get on there. And a lot of people don't have it yet. And Dope. honestly, like, there are even times where, hey, we're going to give you the Meek Mills album before it comes out on CD. Nice. So, like, stuff like that. So, the thing is, record pools are your dream. So, personally, I use Franchise Record Pool. It has everything I need for every genre. Except for, like, heavy, heavy death metal. But that's a whole underground scene in its own self. We could do that soon. I'm yes. just saying. We could throw one of those parties. Yes. Like, yes. It's fine. And then also, the free one is called DigiWax. All you got to do is prove to them that you're a part of a radio station or you're a professional DJ. And DigiWax is more hip-hop, urban-based. Mm-hmm. Franchise Record Pool, literally all the new um, Spanish music that I get is straight from Franchise. Straight from franchise, a lot of new soca, reggae, um, house music, trance, electronica, dubstep, hip hop, all from franchise. Hmm. Top forty. They'll even give you a list. They'll give you. Let's just say you don't. You don't want to go to Billboard. They'll give you a Billboard list on that website, and you can just download all your top forty music. Nice. So, and that's how I know a lot of top forty now is trap music and. There's some venues, just just off topic real quick. There's some venues just like, yeah, play top 40. Then I had to explain to them, okay, what type of top 40 are you talking about? Because the current top 40 right now is Meek Mill, XXX, Atashian, uh, Katashi69. So you got to be more precise when you ask me what's top 40. Because right now, trap, trap music is top 40. A pedophile should never be on top 40. But anyway... Facts. Anyways. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. (laughs) And we're back. Yes. That wasn't that good. I'm an artist. Leave me alone. Anyways, (laughs) what do you get out of DJing? What does it do for you? Uh, Just straight up um, enjoyment. Just to see other people happy. Mm. Because, like, just to see people after a long day at work. A long day of whatever has been getting on their nerves, or maybe it's like they had a good day and they just want to extend their good day. Just that 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 power to just give people more happiness and enjoyment and fulfillment. That's what brings joy to my heart. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. What's one of the craziest things you've ever seen or experienced while DJing? <laughs> <laughs> Because I know there's stories. Uh, yes. Um, there was a, a party that I did outside four years ago, maybe, where a young lady, she was dancing up a storm, and um, she was dancing so hard that an article of her clothing came off. Are we talking about... Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, not that one. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to get to that one, too. I'm There's a, multiple, you yeah, see. so there's a young lady that, <laughs> in a sense, I had to be... I, I, I didn't want to say it on the microphone, because it was, it was like three of my friends, we saw it, and they 
like the only thing they could say was, "Oh my goodness." We were trying to help. Now yeah. I don't know. Somebody was trying to help, and yeah. it just wasn't working yeah. out. And it just you know. so I, so I just had to you know tell the young lady, um, you, you gotta put your 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 um your loop back up. Put your loop up, <laughs> you know, because there, there's a show going on. You know, <laughs> so so she she's like, oh my goodness, it's out. Like yes, it's 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 cool. Just just put it back. You know, things are just happening. Yes, and then there was another event where I learned. Like I kind of had an idea. You know, a lot of people went commando at parties, but this one young lady, she was very commando to the point that. If you, if I didn't know before, now I truly know where babies <laughs> come from. Yes. So yeah, you know, in in that situation, it's like she's just dancing and I'm playing the music, and I really can't make an announcement like, "Hey, put your skirt down." I'm, I'm just because everybody was just everybody was vibing, everybody's in their own zone, so. Yes, there was a time I saw Wuha at a party. And for people that don't know what Wuha means, use your imagination. Wuha! It means vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it was a good time. <laughs> I think so. They had a good time. You know what? I want to share this. Like, what I appreciate from you, because a club and partying and all that isn't always like the safest space for yeah. women. Mm. Um, because of getting touched or because of being talked to a certain way or yeah. being groped or, you know, like things that can potentially become very violent for us. Yes. And what I appreciate is no matter where, which is also why I like going wherever you are in terms of where you're DJing. Like mm. I feel safe because you have already expressed and have already shown that if there's anything funny ever happening, like you will make sure that that problem, i.e. Yeah. that dude will be removed from yeah. the place. And I really appreciate that a lot. And, and there's also communication with the venue because the thing is, at different spots, and also learning lessons from downtown Hartford partying, um, a lot of people are creepers Yeah. in, in certain situations. Yeah. It's mainly males. Oh. I, hate, I, hate, I hate to say this, but it's a Shocker. Truth. Is 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 and I'm not bashing. I'm not bashing guys. No, 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 no. But we're, what we're, we're, we're bashing. We're bashing them on this show because do better. That's that's what, okay. That's what we, okay. A segue, yeah. guys. If you see something going wrong or something that's a little bit you know uncomfortable for a young lady, and you see it coming from another guy, police. We got to police ourselves. Word. You know, and, and the thing is, I don't want to hear. Nah, that's corny. No, no. Women have to feel safe at parties. They have to feel safe. You know, yes, I understand she might have said no to you mad times, but don't pout. Just accept the no. Take the L, man. Take the L and understand in life, before you get to the, to whatever achievement, promised land, whatever it is, there's going to be times where rejections are a real thing. So in a sense, that will teach you how to come better the next time. And maybe let's just say she tells you no and, you know, that's it. And then you just say, you know what? I apologize for wasting your time. You know, you have a great rest of your evening, you know, beautiful young lady or whatever nice thing you want to say. You can just say something like that, walk away, and then she would be like, you know what? 
okay, like it could be like, okay, finally he left. Or it could be like, you know what? I'm I'm thinking, maybe. Nah, let's just leave it at now. <laughs> nah, finally see. he left. Let's, let's just leave it at he finally he left. He left. <laughs> finally he left. <laughs> Yay! So, so, no, no, but, but for real, guys, for real, it, it's it's you don't you don't need to do anything to make a young lady feel uncomfortable. Like, dude, just come come better, come correct. Or also, you know what? Do what I do sometimes at party. Just come through, chill, relax. And don't Crazy. Get, and don't get in. And don't, and Wild. Don't, listen here. I'm, what? Just I'm, relax. Listen here. I'm being sarcastic, of course. Of course. But, <laughs> but to keep it real with you, and this is something I learned, honestly, like, just as a party goer, before even DJing, you know, because a lot of times at certain events, especially if it's a reggae party or whatnot, brethren, why I just sit on... The 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 the, the 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 chair or while you're on the wall, whatever. Walk up, walk up, walk up. I'm like, I don't feel like walking up. I'm just chilling. <laughs> and the thing is, lo and behold, there be times where you could just be chilling, mind your own business, enjoying the the space, and there'll be a young lady looking at you and wondering, okay, so why why is he so chill? Why he's not going crazy, whatever. So that gives you know the young lady some type of intrigue, like okay. Let me walk up to him and let me see if he notices me. And if, you know, if I see a situation like that or if a guy sees a situation like that, you know, then you spark a conversation in an organic way without being all pushy. So sometimes and honestly, just chill. And a lot of times when you chill, there's going to be some type of intrigue. Like, why is he doing something different that the others are not doing? Simple. Just bottom just enjoy. line enjoy. is like, yo, yeah. go out, enjoy yourself, exactly. and be a decent fucking human being. That's it. If you see some trash shit happening, call it out. Exactly. Like, help protect us, bros. Yeah. Help protect us. What's the deal, man? That's all. And I appreciate that, Earl. I really, really do. For real. I really, really do. For Seriously. Real. Cause I roll with some people that'll whoop your ass. That's oh, let me stop. <laughs> but seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that about us as a squad of friends. Yeah. You um, gotta look out. You gotta look out for one another. Facts. Seriously. Seriously. Straight up. And it caught and it just helps to create an even better night. Yeah. You know what I mean? An even more fun a fun night. If you feel mm-hmm. safe, you feel good enough to boogie, and it creates a dope night. Exactly. Yes. So, um, what was I gonna ask you? Um what are some of the coolest places or events you've ever DJed? Give me like a give me like a top three. Top three cl- yeah. coolest places I ever DJed. Yeah, at. either coolest places or a cool event. Oh my goodness! Like, would the wedding go in your top three? Tom's wedding would that go top three or not? Honestly, no shade if it's not top three. I'm just no, saying. no, 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 no. It ain't my wedding. That was the best wedding I ever DJed. That like like the vibe, everything was perfect. Um, top two, I would say a wedding I just did this October. Um, shout out to Brooke and Sal. I did their wedding, and it, it, they were just straight up party animals. But then Brooke was like, "Hey, Earl, do you have your TV in your truck?" Wait, what? She asked me if I have a TV in my oh, truck. Oh, it turned into a karaoke joint. So that was the first time I ever did. A wedding. I never did karaoke at a wedding. Nice. So, 
Tom's Tom Tom and Danny's wedding number one, Brooke and Sal's number two, uh, number three, uh, Stephen and Erica. And those I'm just getting the weddings out of the way because that's because Stephen and Erica. I'm not gonna lie, their wedding seemed more like a club party, and I loved it because yes. people were just like, "Yo, play that track!" <laughs> so it was just it was so much fist pumping going on for three hours. It was insane, and then I got to remember, okay. We got to play some music for the older crowd. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we kind of ingrated that, too. And we they, they were slow dancers to Whitney Houston, I'll Always Love You and whatnot. It was dope, like, because they were on top of the balcony, and her arm was in the air like Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, yes. So those were the top, top, top three weddings. Um, I know I just made up a category with weddings. Parties in general. Um... I want to say, I forgot the young lady's name, but it was number three was Sully's 2014 because that was just a crazy night. The Vortex night. That was a crazy night. Uh, good that times, cra- yo. That was a crazy night. So that's definitely number three. Um, number two was actually back in my days, well, actually, after I graduated from CCSU, I did a Halloween party over there um, for Paul Manafort Senior Street. We can't say Paul Manafort Jr. because, you know, a little bit of controversial controversial going on there. But Paul Manafort Senior on the street, it was a house right across the street from Elmer's in New Britain. Mm -hmm. And we did a Halloween party, and it went till, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. From like 10, 10 to, to 5, whatever. And that was pretty epic. And, it, you know, and I kind of met like some some people. The funny thing, I met a lot of people over there that actually live in the west end of Hartford here. Mm. So I started meeting some of the people in the community. So that's number two. The Paul Manafort party, we'll mm-hmm. call it. <laughs> if there's a party that's like named years after it happened, you yes. know that was epic. Paul Manafort party. <laughs> So, number three, Sully's Vortex. Number two, Paul Manafort. And the number one party ever DJed. Damn. It hasn't happened yet because I haven't had you do one of my parties, so. Mm. Number one spot is being held. <laughs> let's, just, let's, just, let's just put that out there. So. It's, it's definitely going to challenge the number one spot. Um. Yikes. What do you get booked for the most? Is it weddings? Is it karaoke? Is it what do you? What's your most consistent gig? It's a combination of karaoke and private events, like um, any time, any company downtown Hartford or even in the Springfield area or wherever in New England, they're just like, hey, we just need a DJ to play three hours of music. There's a lot of those, and I can just name my price with that. Um, karaoke wise, is I am shocked that, like, people love it. Yeah. People just love karaoke. Yeah. And when they find out, hey, you do karaoke, what? Let's do this. Because <laughs> it's like, in, in a sense, with a private karaoke party, they could just set it up how they want to set it up. They could bring all the food, all the adult beverages that they want. They, you know, they, they, they go crazy here for that. And in a sense, and also, like, also dance competitions, step shows. 
I love set shows. Oh, nice. So between um, between the, the crew that knows Zulu Bratz, between Pep Squad and CCSU, between Dance Central and all of that, a lot of dance parties, like just showcases. And then also, shout out to the hip-hop community, um, the homie Tang Sauce, Self Suffice, that whole crew. They hired me for like showcases peaceful open bike stuff like that so yeah it's it's it, it gets it's getting random now and i love it yeah it, it's because it's just people got new ideas and they, they they want that 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 energy did going to ccsu help you build up your business in a sense yes because the thing is is just knowing a lot of people networking mm. going to a lot of club events like ucc uh that's basically the united caribbean club, club uh black student union NAACP chapters, um, the Lasso chapter, which is the you know the Latin club on campus, um, and even just the general um, central activity networks can that that helped me out like years ago and whatnot. So a lot of those relationships I built back in like shoot back even going as far as like oh eight oh nine, I still like I still have those relationships. So. It let me know, like, okay, the people that I'm talking to, they're, they're pretty cool people. And also, it, it shows that there's a level of, like, okay, there's longevity of knowing somebody well mm. and whatnot. Because there's a lot of times in the industry, people come and go. Yeah. But when there's some people that stick around, like, I'm tripping. Like, I know Rico Williams, Patrick Rico Williams, since 07, 12 years. That's insane to me. I knew you since, what, 2010? Eight years? Is it 2010? Yeah. We always say like 2010, 2011, something like that. Yeah. I want to say 2010. Because I felt like I met you. a nice even number. I met you in passing years ago, but we didn't know each other. You didn't. Do you know? I know exactly. I know like the event. I don't know the date, but I know the event where I met you at. It was an open bike at CCSU. Yeah. And I always say you're wearing red, black, and white. I was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you threw on, once you found out that I was a Latina... You threw on a big pun, and I was like, like, "Fuck yeah!" (laughs) But I also made a comment because the song that you played, of course, was a hundred percent, which is like the Puerto Rican anthem, big pun song. And I was like, "Maybe we don't have to do that because that's racist." That's so funny. Wow. That's going back. That's but I was teasing. But yeah, that's when I met you. Wow. Eight years. Mm-hmm. Going on nine. Going on nine. Wow. 2019 is right around the corner. So it's just just those relationships. Um, shoot, meeting your partner in crime at CCSU as well, too. That's true. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, man. It, it, it's a lot, like... Yeah. Wow, a lot of your people's had something to do with New Britain at, at one point in time. I'm just realizing that. Yeah, people Even, think that I went to CCSU because I know so many of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's, it's a blessing. Um, and then also CCSU opened me up to like other colleges while I was there because they had a good relationship with the Caribbean Club at UConn. They had a uh, good relationship with the Caribbean Club at... Um, Northeastern University of Boston, mm. also, um, uh, oh my God, University of Toronto, when we met them at the Montreal uh, Caribbean Conference, 
and it was pretty dope. And then also, like, shoot, shout out to Parkville, shout out to the West End, shout out to Park Street, and just knowing that community and whatnot. And I'm trying to think, who's my actual plug for that community? Because in a sense, yes, I know you're Puerto Rican, Latina, all of that, but you put me onto a lot of black people too. Hey! <laughs> but I want to say, Shout out to my promoter, Sean Anderson, because he knows a lot of people from the Partridge community, um, off of just hip-hop, and then a lot of those hip-hop artists, they also um, collaborate with some reggaeton artists that are still on underground level, or they actually travel back and forth to, you know, different spots in the country or in internationally and whatnot, so... Um, you know, shout out to the Latino community in Hartford because it's, it's heavy, it's big, you know. It, no, seriously, it's it's a real thing. And I'm going to leave an Easter egg for you, some of you companies and bars and restaurants that have your establishments in the South End Hartford and the West End Hartford get more involved with the community. It's more than, okay, I'm leaving my house in Glastonbury to run my bar in Hartford. No. Get involved. Get involved. Get involved. that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, and the thing is, it's amazing when you get more involved and you make people that live right next door to those bars, you know, they feel comfortable. So, I'll, I'll challenge you to get more involved. If you're already doing it, you know, you're just like, okay, he, I'm already on it. But if you're not doing it, that's a food for the thoughts. And I have you wash your dishes later on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's all. Earl, you are one of the busiest human beings I know. <laughs> you are always doing an event. You're yeah. always DJing somewhere. Or you're at the radio uh, station at CCSU, like interviewing people. By mm-hmm. the way, you're a great interviewer. Thank you. I really enjoy being interviewed by you. Um, how do you take care of yourself? What are the things for Earl that fall under the umbrella of self-care? Um, how do you self-care? Definitely when it's a Monday or Tuesday, rest, relax, kick your feet up. Are those your like least busy days? Are those like your day? Is that your weekend? Is your weekend Monday? Basically, my, my weekend is like, because basically the, the restaurant industry a lot of people have their days off on Mondays. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, with me being a DJ, there's some Sundays I have off, but really it's Mondays and Tuesdays consistently I have off. And depending on if I have to cover some for somebody on a Tuesday, usually Monday is the day where I get everything done. Mm. But even even with that being said, um, before gigs, I try to like work out or whatnot because in a sense, more than just health, mentally, my mind's sharper. So now I could just get into the mode, the set, the the energy way quicker instead of just be like, okay, you know, because it, it's amazing when you when you work out, it it really helps your whole body and whatnot. So doing that, also um, just stretching. I've been like looking at a lot of yoga videos, and I know a lot of dudes be like, yeah, I'm watching this yoga. No, 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 actually watch. And understand why certain moves help your back. And also how, you know, in a sense, take a golf ball. If you're always on your feet, take a golf ball, 
put your bare foot on that golf ball and start rolling out your feet because your feet, all of this, like, it, 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 it's all connected. So there's sometimes if you're always on your feet, you complain about back issues, you're not taking care of yourself. So I had to learn how to do that. And then also, like, food-wise, um, just get on your, your spinach. Get on your celery. Get on... Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, your cucumber and all of that. Get get the greens in a little bit and cut down on the carbs because the carbs, you know, not trying to get all healthy on the podcast, but we're going to get healthy on the podcast real quick. Get, you know, bring your carbs down a little bit. If you're going to do your carbs, do it early. But for the most part, throughout the day, veggies, veggies, protein, however you do your protein, that's your business. But that's the formula just creating better brain food so you know in a sense that's my self-care right there mm-hmm. and then i'm not gonna lie at least twice a month i need a crazy back massage i need it i need it because my back my, my um what's these things called right here your calf muscles. my calf muscles <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so being on my feet like i definitely need need to just do that for self-care and then also um in a sense instead of like you know sometimes when people get their money and they're just like yo i had a hell of a day let me go to the bar and get crazy wasted nah you don't gotta get crazy wasted just chill vibe out enjoy 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 yourself you know what I'm saying like to keep it real true even like cutting down on alcohol that really helps you think better and shocker <laughs> I'm being sarcastic of course and, and <laughs> you know that, that little bit of extra money let's just say you were thinking about going to the movies on a Wednesday because you know we love going on Tuesday night movies but let's just say it's a Wednesday you're available to go to the movies and you see like an extra 20 to 70 dollars in a bank account you know what I don't mind going to the movie on a non five dollar Tuesday day because hey. I have it in the bank. Balling, you know. <laughs> so that's all that is. Do so. you experience creative blocks as a DJ? And if so, how do you work around them? Only when, only when is events where, where is more of a, um, the beginning of dinner time. Like, but even with that, I already know. Place at the smooth that it could vibe out to, but um, last time I had a creative block. It's been a while. That's good. Because because the thing is, I have a set for everything. Mm. If my if my actual brain is not working, okay, I got a set for every environment. How do you build up a set? I don't I don't know what that means. A, like, a set of music, like so. In a sense, when when I say is a that set, like a like a playlist? Like it's it's like a playlist in my head of like. 20 tracks back to back I could play right then and there mm. just to get it right. And sometimes in, in certain situations, you don't even got to go that deep. You could just do a set of, um, you know, seven to eight tracks to start off to, you know, pick it like this, kind of fill out the vibe. And then you could go on whatever journey and it could be, you know, anywhere between 15 to 20 songs in, in that wave, but genre-wise, I try to do it, like, let's just say I'm on a, um, a hip-hop tip, I try to give you a strong six songs, 
you know, play like, you know, two minutes a piece, a minute and a half or maybe up to two minutes and then, you know, just fade into the next track because I don't want to, you know, I'll play, I, I play enough of the song, but I'm not one of those people that want to just play, like, unless it's, I'll keep it real, unless it's like um, a crazy, like, soca track or, you know, sometimes with salsa, merengue, and bachata, you have to play the whole track. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In some cases, mm-hmm. you have to play that whole track just so people can get the full enjoyment because there's different steps that's going on. Oh, yeah. And whatnot. But oh, yeah. when it comes down to, like, hip-hop, reggae, other genres where it's just like, okay, it's a four-minute song, I'll play at least half of that or at least, you know, a minute and a half and then jump to the next track because to keep the party going because, you know, you, you got to keep the party jumping and whatnot. So you just transition like that. So... That's my rec- that's me. That's my recommendation. Don't go past two minutes. But but depending on what the vibe is, maybe going past two minutes with that track or playing that whole track is needed. Depending on what the vibe is, so it's all dependent, and you just read out the crowd. Um, yeah. What has been a highlight in your career so far? So you said 2012 till now. Is that is that the time frame you would say you have been? Dedicating your life yes, to DJing. Yes. Okay. And is DJing what you do full time or do you do something else for work too? Right now, DJing and karaoke is DJing, karaoke, and hosting because there's sometimes people hire me just to bring a PA and talk over the mic. That's my that's my full time. Uh, Part time wise, four four times out of the year I work with uh, Mosaic Cell Solutions and. They power different um, programs. When I say programs, like different, um, they have different clients. Like one of their clients is OtterBox slash LifeProof Cases. So I'll go to like your local, you know, phone store and just, you know, make sure the section is looking clean. If the section is not clean, I clean up the section. Just do it real quick. And then if there's a customer that has any questions about the case, boom, you know, educate them. Yeah. And, you know, so just as an example of that, and then even the current program I'm doing with uh, Microsoft slash Xbox, you know, they'll tell me, hey, can you go to this GameStop store and teach people how to play Forza? Okay. Because you're educating them and you're encouraging them to be Microsoft Xbox. And in a sense, there's different, different and set ups too. Yeah. You know. Okay. So that's that's just part time, and that's like four times out of the year. So my main thing, and that's when it's like, okay, I know it's Christmas time. I know it's uh, back to school or whatever. Let me just get this extra money because it's yeah. daytime. Right. Yeah. So just get it. So you're mostly DJ. DJ. Yes. Dig it. Yeah. So how. How often would you say you need to DJ in order for it to, like, how often did you need to be DJing for to it bills. to be, yeah, for it to pay the bills, for for you to be like, oh shit, this is something I can actually survive off of, or did you always know that you could? Honestly, I questioned it for a while, but I really didn't, I really didn't like get to that breaking point till 2015, where I'm at my corporate job with. Um, with Samsung, which is a good company, but the thing is, there's times where different people in the company, you know, their their point of views are different from your point of views, mm-hmm. not to go into the whole story, but the thing is, like, 
feeling like you're a hamster on the wheel mm-hmm. is never a great feeling. Right. So the thing is, if I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna get this number of dollars and still feel like a hamster on the wheel, I might as well just figure out how to just take the the music, the DJing, the hosting, the karaoke to a different level where, okay, I could possibly be making more money in doing less labor on my legs. Yeah. You know, because think about it. At the time when I was doing karaoke and regular parties on weekends, I was still on my feet for like eight hours doing, so I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I would load up on Dunkin' Donuts coffee with all sugar and just eating their food. So it was like, in a sense, it was breaking down my, breaking down my health. Yeah. That was like, okay, I'm doing my events fresher. Like, even with, you know, this little program I'm doing with Xbox, I'm playing, I'm, I'm helping, I'm educating, I'm educating the young generation on how to use video games. Yeah. And it's less taxing on my legs because sometimes you're either got like a nice carpet or they'd be like, hey, sit down and teach them. Yeah. So that's a whole different game. Okay. And I earned that. <laughs> I earned to get to that level of working hard, but working smarter mm. and whatnot. So that's, um, to answer your question, like, yeah, it, it's, it's full time, full time DJ. That's so dope. Yes. <laughs> um, and we talked about this earlier, like how, what do taxes look like for you? Do you pay taxes at the end of the year? Yes. Do you pay taxes quarterly? Are you LLC'd? Is that something you plan on doing? So I'm a contractor, but the one of the companies that I'm with, Off the Ground Sound, shout out to Sean Anderson of Vernon, Connecticut. He has an official LLC, so... As one of his DJs under his, in a sense, his his business, he has the LLC and whatnot. But then, if somebody wanted to, you know, contract me directly through me, I do have, you know, my contractor number, and also I do have my DJ insurance. So if anything happens to my equipment, I'm not like I have insurance on it, so it's not mm-hmm. like going to be a crazy legal suit or it's like. Hey, man, you destroyed my equipment, and I'm chasing you down for money. No, like, I'm already insured. Can you get DJ insurance through, like, like Geico, for example? I don't know. No, no, I didn't. Like, how does that work? I've never heard of DJ insurance. Yeah, so I got it through Brown & Brown attorney in um, um, Philadelphia, um, Pennsylvania. Mm. And it was through um, this organization called um, Name Entertainers. Basically, you know, mobile entertainers. Yeah. So... They're also based out of Philadelphia. So Brown and Brown, they just had a simple thing like, hey, you know, you want um, insurance for the year. It's just what? How much do I pay? I think it's just one seventy five for a whole year. Oh wow. Yeah, just And that covers your DJ equipment? Yes. Nice. So it covers my speakers, my laptop, um, everything. Yeah. So if anything goes down and to keep it real true, with that even being said, let's just say something happened to this. I have, you know, replacement plans with Lenovo and Best Buy and whatnot. So I don't even have to go through all of that. I can just be like, yo, Lenovo, I need a new laptop. You know what I'm saying? What are some of the things that help to motivate you, like, in the morning? Ah, just waking up. Gratitude, man. Just 
Thank you for waking up. Thank you. Like, just, just the energy of the day. Just, you know, let's just say somebody puts out a new track. Um, just, just little, the little things I appreciate. Mm. And that just gets me going. Like, because, not trying to sound crazy, but it doesn't take that much to make me happy. Like, I'm, I'm a, I'm not going to say I'm a simple guy, but when it comes down to, like, things to do to make me happy, it's just the little things. Just a nice cup of coffee, a nice cup of tea, um, music to my ear, go to an environment and just enjoy a good vibe. So, I am, I'm so chill with that. I'm not complicated. Not at all. Hmm. And anybody that thinks I'm complicated, I don't know, I don't know what you're reading. <laughs> <laughs> You know. You had mentioned earlier that you had um, that you had a lot of DJs that helped to essentially mentor you. Yes. And you also said that there were still things that you needed to learn. What are some things that, as a DJ, you you want you still you either still need to learn or that you want to learn? I need to be like I can play music off of any f- format, but actual like let's just say. DJ Peasy's gonna be in a scratch battle with DJ Scribble. That's not happening right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I need to work on my, my, my scratching on the vinyl and whatnot. I, basically, I can play the music off the vinyl and, you know, I could give you a great party off of that, but actual scratching, that's where, like, I look up to, like, DJ Cookie that's from Detroit that works for ESPN and DJ B. Davis because they're nasty at their scratching. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then even going as far with um what you call it, DJ Hawk from High Nine Three Point Seven, he's nasty with scratching. And even Kiana Coachman, like she she she's phenomenal on the set, like too. So that's the one thing, like, to get to that point. But to be honest with you, what's required for me and what I love doing is just rocking the party. Yeah. Just rocking the party. Smooth transitions. Like, when I say smooth transitions, like the transitions are so butter on the on the um on on the stove like just just melts Melting. so smooth yes <laughs> yes so is that, there anything you you need to learn still um like for me yeah. for example um i'm still trying to wrap my head around being on top of like my taxes because yeah. the way that we get paid as yeah. contractors is somebody just gives you a chunk of money and no taxes are taken out of it versus somebody that works for an employer. Yeah. They get paid and the taxes are taken out of that paycheck beforehand. Um, so that's something that I still am like figuring yeah. out like the financial aspect of it and being a responsible adult and shit. So the cool thing is between the quarterly part-time and then also anytime I'm doing events with Children's Hospital or Bar Louie um, in West Hartford, in a sense they cut me like an official check so I kind of like have a better idea of that now. And then there's some situations where, you know, people just pay you cash. But you still have to, like, you know, you, you got to, you know, you have to afford it, you know, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. So you, you, you just jot down everything that you're doing and you're making truthfully. So, you know, <laughs> you know so that's, that's it. so it's, it's for real. So that's how you you create um, great business practices. But are there some business practices that you want to either learn more about, that you want to sharpen your skills around? Just like 
I've been having more conversations with with lawyers about just mm. different things because the things the more you know about the law and especially like like liabilities. Let's just say there's a vet and there's a young lady just punching a dude like crazy over whatever their, their business was, hmm, but okay. the, the young man is getting punched sure. insanely in the face. Okay, and the thing is, as a bouncer. Or even, let's just say they're next to me in my equipment, don't touch the lady. It's a, it's a technique learned from bar rescue. You don't, you don't physically put your hand on the lady. You grab a coat rag and you just put it on her neck. Yeah. Bar rescue. Because the thing is, if you, let's just say you, you're a person... And especially if you work for the establishment, you try to pull the young lady off of the guy, and something happens that she falls over or whatever, or you get hit, you're, you're in liability because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do that. But yeah. if you put a rag on her neck, the first thing, what, what's, let's just say you're ever, let's just say you're in a situation where you're in attack mode, and the first thing you feel is a cold rag, that throws you off. Oh, huh. That okay. throws you off. Watch Bar Rescue. So that's Rescue. something you learn through, what's bar, what, and what is that? Is that a TV show? Is yeah, like... Bar Rescue is a TV show about different bars and rest, re- restaurants that are failing. Yeah. And a guy comes in to give you tips on how to rescue your bar. Oh. Yeah, Bar Rescue. So you have learned some DJ tips through that? Yes. Nice. Yes. Okay, thank you for connecting it back to me. Yeah. I got a little lost. Yes. But I'm back now. <laughs> Okay, so learning some of the legalities. Is there anything that um, I don't I don't know? So this is like me learning for the first time from you. Yeah. For me, usually, usually, not all the time. If mm. I'm being honest, but usually, if I'm doing business with somebody, there's some sort of written. I do contracts. I've been doing contracts, and honestly, I got to give credit where credit is due. You know what I'm going to say? No, I don't. What are you going to say? You want to know who put me onto the contracts? Who? First, it was the ex-girlfriend. <laughs> well, damn. Yes. And then my brother, shout out to Poets Realm, Erno. Yes. His, his, his wife, Marie, printed me out my first contract. Dope. So it was Aww. a combination of the ex-girlfriend saying, hey, this has to be a little bit tighter. And then Marie. So in a sense... They, they helped me out with the first contract I did. And that was like years ago. Yeah. yeah a lot of years ago. So so do now do you do contracts with everybody that... Yeah, like, and honestly, it's a combination of three things. But at least one or two of these things have to be done. We have to share an email. I have to send you an um, a invoice. Mm. And if for some reason... There's no email or invoice contract. Like, yeah. I have a written contract. So, right. it's either of those three things. Because the thing is, with an email and agreements, mm-hmm. that's still a legal contract right, right. there. Right. The invoice, you already know what that is. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, when this, when X, Y, and Z date happens in time, um, check, is, check should be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then with the contract, you know, it, everything's in writing. Mm-hmm. So, if you have those three... If you have all of those three, you're set. If you have two out of three, if you have just the invoice and the email, you're still set. Mm. But it's better to get the contract into, depending on 
because a lot of times with with um with companies, especially insurance companies or whatever, when they when you when you do the invoice, they already know what time it is. Yeah. But when it comes down to like private events or mm. hey, Mister DJ, can you do this for me? Da 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 da. Sure, I could do this for you, but but first, but first, let's, let's sign this contract. It kind of lets you know when somebody's more serious about exactly. doing something with you, right? Exactly. Versus like, hey, just come to the event. I'll pay you that day. Listen here. Make sure you just make sure you the, just the, reserve the, that chunk of time. What, for what me. I want to say is, um, the invoice saved me because mm. there was an event I did in New Haven mm-hmm. over the summer where, you know, they hired me to be the, the main DJ. Come to find out when I got there. There's already a DJ playing music, so what? I had to tell the, the people, like, hey, um, I did an invoice with your company, da 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 and here's a proof of the invoice. I showed up on time, but there was somebody already here, so I just drove up. So, you know, of course they apologized, and, and through PayPal, they, they sent me money. Mm. But still, that situation shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened, but you know what? In that case, the invoice had to save me. Yeah. Because mm. without that invoice, it's just been like, well, we don't have this on record. But for the simple right. fact that I sent them an invoice through the email, they have it. And even for some reason they say they don't have it, I have it on my phone. Right. So there's no running away from that. So for the most part, are people paying you when you do the event? Or are they like giving you half up front? And then what? What I usually do is a deposit, like mm-hmm. something as simple as fifty dollars. What's a deposit for people at home that don't know what a deposit is? What's a deposit? A deposit is a piece of the money up front. Mm. So I start off with like most events, wedding, no matter what it is, especially if it's a private event. If you're serious, all I ask for is a fifty dollar deposit. So it's simple. Yeah. So if for some reason. Setting, you know, because the thing is, I got to take that date. I got to, I have to like schedule that date off. It's for for some reason, if the event doesn't happen, okay, cool. You you had to break off the event, and at least for that, for me putting something in my calendar, I got fifty dollars for that. So in a sense, that's like a simple, you know, a simple reward for somebody else's miss handling of you know a event mm. you know and then how i know they're really serious because the past couple of weddings i did basically they gave me half the money already so and then there's some people that they're so serious we want to give you all this money right now so what i do is i'll take the check but i don't touch the check until i do mm. my thing because that's out of respect because i don't want to cash this check and then for some reason not trying to say the event's going to go bad, but for some reason, the event didn't go according to plan. So, I always, if they give me a check early, I keep it in a folder, I do my thing, I go hard, like, in a sense, mentally, like, okay, I don't have this money yet, because I got to, like, mm. make sure the vibe is good. Yeah. And when they rock out, and then they're throwing me, like, tips, because I'm getting tipped a lot now. Oh, shit. So, there's, like, a That's lot. That's dope. That's, listen here. There's gas in my tank all the time. <laughs> all the time, there's gas in my tank because there's tips. Nice. You know, so with, with, with the tips, that's, that's beautiful. So after I rock out your party, everything's going according to plan. Now I personally feel good about, okay, I can cash this check. So, 
So it's just an article with myself and me keeping it real with myself because yeah, there's some people that are serious, they'll pay you the money, but you have to have the self constraint not to spend that money. Take it. You know what I'm saying? And even for some reason, okay, I deposit the check, make sure that a thousand dollars or that fourteen hundred is in your bank still before you do anything. Take it. And that's it, it's respect. Cool. Respect the situation, respect the party, respect the event until it happens. And then after that, as soon as the event is done, then if you need to, I don't know, go to Walmart and buy fruits for yourself so you can celebrate. You shouldn't be buying it at Walmart, first of all. <laughs> I'm not trying to money shame nobody, but yeah, I mean, there's yeah. other options. Yes. There's, there's other options. Th- th- that was just an example. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Okay. Don't go nowhere. Break. And we're back. Yes. So, how do you expand on being a DJ? Like, how does Earl plan on expanding the empire? Honestly, just um, ownership of a label. I'm just putting some ideas together on what kind of label I want. Of course, it's going to be an entertainment label. Uh, with multi-range genres and whatnot, and sub-genres, and just creating a different wave of just how you hear music, how you experience music. And also just more traveling, Mm. meeting more cultures, meeting more people, different people, um, learning different languages, just just expanding. But definitely, to answer your question, the label. Mm. The label and have it like, entertainment label where somebody can feel comfortable doing their deep house but also on that same label feel comfortable giving you their version of hip-hop and whatever just feel Mm -hmm. comfortable just give you the best of our art without any um without any other interferences just just be the raw artist that you are Hmm. and that's it yeah that's it. Simple. So for me, there's like, there's three different spheres that I need to like get fed, right? Yeah. So there's like my personal sphere, mm-hmm. there's my business sphere, yeah. and then there's my creative sphere. Mm-hmm. So something that helps to feed like the personal sphere is spending time with the dope friends that I have, yeah. spending time with the love of my life, things like that. That's like for the personal. For the business sphere, I like to learn from other business people. Yes. So. I'll either have lunch with other folks that I know mm-hmm. that own their own business, run their own shit, yeah. or watch YouTube videos, mm-hmm. watch Tony Robbins, who's a problematic piece of shit, um, but has great business advice. Yes. Um, I, um, and then for the creative stuff, it's it's you know it's the act of creating or yeah. being around other creative folks. Like that shit feeds me. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, what are some things that feed you or help you to learn in those three different spheres? So like. Give me one, let's start with one for each. So what helps to feed you like in the personal sphere? Personal sphere, just um, able to go out and have a conversation with a good friend or go out on a nice date and just enjoy the, 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 the time. Just enjoy the time, enjoy the experience, enjoy everything. And, and also, you know, challenge my mind learn a little bit mm. so 
that's personal. Um, Business-wise, I love sitting down with managers and just talking to them and vibing out with them. And Is that how you learn best? Is it through sitting with people that are doing the thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And in a sense, in a sense, you have a better understanding of their vision and whatnot. Instead of like, you know, sometimes with let's just say a venue hires you and they're saying, hey, give us X, Y, and Z. But they're not really explaining what what is X, Y, and Z because mm. that goes back to the top forty conversation. Hey, we, we want you to play top forty, but okay. Before I start playing top forty, just letting you know this is what's on the top forty list. So be more precise on what, when you say top forty, yeah, and whatnot. So just that, those conversations with the owners of the establishment or even the management are priceless because they could give you, in a sense. That conversation is being had that, boom, this is what I need, this is what I want, and then, boom, okay, I can give you that mm. and whatnot. Because, in a sense, for my own, like, personal soundtracks and whatnot, that's why I got the radio show, that's why I got the podcast. You know, you, you give people, you know, in a sense, what's on your mind, what's on your heartbeat, and that's, you know, in that sense, you give, the, you give them to that on that platform, but... If a certain venue needs, you know, variety of music and people dancing, people feeling good, people feeling comfortable, you bring that to them. Yeah. If another venue is just like, hey, we want a little bit of house music, a little bit of top 40, sprinkle a dab of hip hop and then Spanish and Caribbean music. We don't know much about it, but if it gets the people going, do it. Boom. So those conversations are good in, in the sense, you know, we can help each other out. So if we're all on the same page, we're all winning. It sounds to me like a lot of what you do as a DJ actually requires a lot of listening. Yes. Yeah. The more you can listen, the more you have... Okay, the more you... Think about this. The, the better your listening skills are, the more value comes with your service. And the more value that comes with your service, the more that you can... In a sense, pick your own schedule and do whatever you want to do. Mm. And half the battle is just listen. Just listen. Yeah. And to keep it real with you, what's better than providing music and sound or service for people for four hours and they're amazingly happy with what you're doing. They feel good. They feel great. And then you're also, you know, affecting change. And in a sense, you're doing a lot of great things. And... Not to even just throw the money thing into it. You can't pay the amount of money that is better than a retail job or is the amount of money that you actually name and you get in, you get in it. That's the greatest feeling for four hours. I'm, I'm pretending to make it renewable. Right? Yeah, that's the greatest feeling for four hours compared to, you know, trapped in a system for eight hours and you're just trapped in the system for eight hours. Is that the soundtrack for the system? <laughs> you work for the man. Sounds about right. The oh. man. The man. Compared to, hey, we jamming. You be easy? <laughs> yeah, I'll be easy. Cool. And that's it. That's the voice he puts on, too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what apps do you use? Oh, wait, no, sorry. We almost skipped one. What helps to feed you creatively? 
feed me creatively. Um, Or what motivates you creatively? What motivates other artists? Other Mm -hmm. artists, other DJs. Um, Anytime I can listen to a set of DJ Jazzy Jeff, cool. Anytime I can listen to a set from um, an artist named um, Anna Leone and whatnot, she's an Australian DJ that's based out of California right now. And her house music set is insane. And then another um, British DJ, her name is um, Maya, Maya Jane Coles. And she has a lot of tracks that current hip-hop people sample from. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know this. Like mm-hmm. some, some of your trap music you're listening to, Maya Jane Cole already made that into a house song, mm-hmm. house classic in England. And then... People don't know, and you're just like, oh, this is Drake a little way. No, that's actually my Jane Cole just slow down. Mm. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, people are amazing. Um, but so it's just artists and DJs, and sometimes if I, you know, let's just say if I go to like a, a random spot in Glastonbury, Connecticut that nobody knows about, and just the service from the bartender that doesn't know me from a can of worms. And just ask them, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. What, 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 what do you like? Actually, before you even buy anything, let me give you a sample of this and that and a third. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'll take a sample. And shoot, halfway through, the samples alone are giving you a kick. And then you just, you know, the, the service. Yeah. Like people paying attention to your details, the service. And, and thus, when you have great service, you know, there's just love that goes both ways, yeah. you know, and that's that's all it is. Like I just just love the service of music that I can get from an artist, a DJ, or just the service from a human being. Yeah. And sometimes it's weird, like a conversation with somebody about you know about how the wind blows can give me. Inspiration to do a mix with I don't know Jennifer Lawrence meet Mob Deep or something. I, it's crazy. Like, oh, how does the wind blow? Right now it's blowing kind of hard because you hear it on crows. So it's blowing hard right now. <laughs> What's that crow sound again? <laughs> I, I don't know what I just did. It just came out one time. <laughs> <laughs> So for me, there's a couple of apps that I use, right? So that have helped me with my turning my creativity into into work. One of those being obviously this Anchor. I use Anchor as my um, as my podcast platform Uh um, for my taxes and and finances. I use QuickBooks Self-Employed as a tool. Are there any apps that you use for tools and not just for like not just for like the business too? There's other apps that I use for like for health, for like meditation, things like that. Are there any apps that you would recommend to... TurboTax. I use TurboTax, which is also, I think, the same company as QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. So that helps me with my taxes. Um, Apps. Apps or even like websites or okay YouTube like channels. YouTube um, channel you recommended Jake Juicy to me. Yes. Yeah. How, how do you how do you, like you know what's crazy? I can only take small doses. Okay, because I I will I 
watch videos every once in a while, but yeah. I can only take small doses. You know what's Like, crazy? watching happy white dudes a lot is not my thing. I feel you. So... But the, 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 the thing with Jake Ducey is, like, he's just giving you... I feel it in the in the, in the um, YouTube video. He's just giving you him. Like, yeah. The long hair. I have no the, doubt that it, he is being himself. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, the, so, so, the, so the thing about it is um, watching him and then actually a lady, um, oh my goodness, what's her name? I emailed her a year ago basically just telling her about the, the freedom that I have with my business. Uh, she has a YouTube channel called Your Verse and whatnot. And it's actually shorter than Jake's videos. Mm-hmm. Jake, Jake. I love the energy, and I'm not gonna lie. There's sometimes I'm like, okay, jotting down notes, and I'm just listening to Jake because Jake is like, he's. I, I treat Jake Ducey like good content on the radio. Yeah. And you just open your mind, and it's like, okay, for that ten minute period, cool. Sometimes he got them twenty minute journeys where, okay, I gotta break this in half, like five minutes here, five minutes there, five minutes there. Yeah. You know, saying so, so I do pay attention to what what he's doing. Um, also. Um, Another guy, um, oh my goodness, Ramsey, James, what's his name, Ramsey? He basically, he's he's a spiritual guy, basically he's a Christian man, but he gives you the straight up funk on your finances. Mm. Like, the reason why you can't go on a vacation, because five days out of the week, you are buying breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm. Cut it down. Yeah. Make your breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times you're going to have to pay for lunch. Or you know what? Make your breakfast, prepare your lunch. When you get home, your dinner's already prepared because whatever is seasoned up. So just do it like that. Put the effort in. Yeah. Meal plan. Um, don't You don't need credit cards. Credit cards are cool, but who said you needed a credit card? Oh, I, need, I got these extra points. No, you really don't need a credit card. Because if you know the truth about credit cards... They credit card companies love young college kids. Mm-hmm. They love it. They're just like, oh, you what are you're a freshman at UConn? Really? Okay. Your credit limit is two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And we're looking at it like, wow, that's money. Two thousand dollars ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? Two thousand dollars is like with a bad habit in one day. Two thousand dollars is gone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So the thing is, like, he he gives you the straight up funk on that. So when it comes down to Jake and opening your mind, I give Jake at least five minutes out Monday. You have to because he is pretty dope. Ramsey, I wish I could get into more, but his joints be mad long. But the thing is, I get it. Cut down on a lot of the extra spending you're doing and just meal prep and. Also, just look at coupons, look at different things, Hmm. you know, because he lost a million dollars and then gained back to the point where he doesn't have to worry about anything else in life. And he's just giving everybody else just straight up advice. Yeah. Like his kids are good. So he was at a point where he lost and he's feeling down and out. And then he came back up and then even um. Paying attention to what Meek Mill is talking about with, you know, the struggles that he had. And not trying to say, like, you had to take, like, I always listen to his music. But I hate to say this, but it had to take, 
for him to go through what he went through with the whole um, law enforcement and, you know, judicial system, for people to truly understand, like, okay, like, this is some real stuff happening and whatnot. So just, just the awareness of where you're at in life and what you're doing. Mm. And from Meek Mill, off of the growth that he's saying, like, yo, you don't need to be out too late. You don't need to feel like you're missing a tough guy. No. Higher security. Just just seeing that growth in a man going through everything and, you know, and now he's at a point where he's providing jobs for other people. Mm-hmm. So just little pieces of what everybody's going through and whatnot. Even, yeah. um, wow, guilty pleasure. Sometimes if I get a chance... Two o'clock, I'll, I'll watch a little segment off the talk. The talk. Wow. No, no, no. I know what it is. I just... That's all. I feel that. I felt a different energy. Like, really, Earl? <laughs> you you going to tell me about the talk? No, no, no. Not okay, all right. Do you, boo-boo? Do you? Hey, I said a little bit. It's not like, you know... You know I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm, I'm just... I'm not trying to yuck your yum. <laughs> That's you. But I, I take bits and pieces of different styles and philosophies, and then I'll come up with my own opinion. Because mm. if you're the type of person that think, okay, this is the way to go and that's it, you're wrong. Because mm. there's different ways of doing things. You listen to different things. No, but the thing is, you have your standard. You, have, you stand for what you believe in, but also open up your mind and listen to other things that's going on and form yourself and then come with an opinion. Right. So just because somebody said the Star David is the way to go, maybe the Star David is not the only way to go. Maybe it could be the star of um, Saturn or whatever. You oh, know? my God. We're going deep. <laughs> We're going deep. But that's a whole different podcast. For a whole different <laughs> but yeah, David and Saturn... Yeah, whatever. We'll go into that a different day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what does success mean to you? Honestly, um... How do you define success? Able to just enjoy what I'm doing and able to travel whenever I want to travel. Able to make a schedule on how I see fit. Mm. That's success. And now there's a point where there's some gigs that, you know, you don't need to take. You just mm. say no. Yeah. Because every gig is not a good gig. Right, right. And, you know, you got to go through, okay, boom, what's going on here? What's going on there? Okay, if I take a l- little bit off of there, you're still complaining. That's not a good gig. No. Yeah. No. Because the thing is, depending on the situation and the vibe, if I want to change a price on something, I can. But even with me cutting a price down, you're still complaining. Nah. We're not going back to the days of 150. No. Uh-uh. Mm. Uh-uh. 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 Dope. Yeah. So now you have your standard. Yes. And yes. how long would you say since 2012 did it take you to finally be at the place of, you know what? Nah, son. This is what it's going to be. How long do you think it would it took you? Or is it? St- are you still in that process? I'm still kind of in that process, but I want to say... It got real hardcore in 2014 mm. when somebody wanted me to do a six-hour party and their budget was only 200 And I'm like, I can't <laughs> do that. 
<laughs> I can't do that, nah. That's wild. Yeah, and they were just like, well, DJ so-and-so said you could do it. Well, get they, DJ yes, so right. Yeah. Why would yeah. you? Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. like, why would you even mention exactly. that? Like in a conversation. Exactly. So like, am I like so unprofessional on their end? Yeah, so clueless on their end. Right. If somebody offering you that, if if I'm if I'm saying okay for the like, I could I could knock down because I was charging this person a hundred dollars an hour, which is fair enough. That's super fair. Yeah. Because there's other places where they'll charge you more, but that's super fair. And with my weddings and private events, like there's sometimes where it, it is like a thousand dollars for four hours, but you know what? <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. But there's some cases where you just be like, all right, a hundred dollars an hour, because you're already giving me some stories about stuff I didn't even ask for, but then. When you just say like, "Well, we don't even have a budget of five, and this person said two, that's your guy. That's so unprofessional. Yeah, that's so unprofessional. Yeah. And on top of that, like sloppy. Yeah. yeah. Why would you even yeah. to you, like try to manipulate you into going less? Yeah. Like, oh, this other person's yeah. cheaper. Well, then, if that's what you want to go for. Exactly. So. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Good job, Earl. Good job. Proud of you. For real. Mad proud of For you. Real. What three pieces of advice would you give to a youngin who's like, I definitely want to go into DJing. I, I know this is what I want to do. First, you got to do it because you know you love doing it. Or adults. Let's not act like people can't change and evolve as they get older. You, you got you to gotta love doing it first because if you're just only doing it for the money, energy doesn't work that way. Hey. You got to do it. You got to do it because you love it first. Then, if you have the talent that people want at a venue, you know, or want to be around, period, for like a showcase, or even just for their albums, because there's there's some DJs and producers that only you know are you know producers, you know, first love what you're doing, two have your your talent actually be proven, and then three know your value. Mm. You know, what I'm saying because when you know your value. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes you're just starting off and you don't know any better. So when you don't know any better, you're kind of questioning your value. So mm -hmm. in a sense, you just take whatever you get. But as soon as you get to the level of enlightenment where you know what you're worth, you ask for it. You ask for it. And anyhow, anyhow, somebody said, well, we don't got this in the budget, da 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 you got to get out. You get you, you got to be like, all right, cool. Because the thing is, I'm, I'm doing some math. Um, off air, I'm going to tell you some math with some places. And the math is off so at, at a lot of venues. Mm -hmm. So with my current venues that I'm at, the math is a little bit better. Of course, we want more. But the math is way, way much better than other spaces. So... Mm -hmm. It's, just, it's, just, it's that battle of give and take and whatnot. And then sometimes you got to realize, okay, if all they're asking is for a three and a half hour set of karaoke and it's basically just karaoke, shoot, two, two plus ain't bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Because other venues are trying to like be like, well, we only have a buck or a buck fifty. Which is still, it's, for me that people work for that, 
still astonishing. I know. So so then that's kind of a message to other creatives out there, right? It's know your value. Know your value and implement that and not yeah. be scared yeah. to ask for what you think you deserve. Yes. Um, which shouldn't be based off of a minimum wage. Minimum wage is whack, yo. Exactly. Um, like, minimum wage needs to be raised, first of all. Exactly. To a livable wage. Not a minimum wage. A livable minimum, wage. Yes. Um, and for us creatives, like, because essentially, I don't know about other folks, but for me, I work all the time. Yes. Every day. Yes. This right now, what I'm doing is work. work. And then after this is done, I'm going to work some more. Yes. So, like, so, and... I think it's unfortunate that there are other creative people, other DJs, yeah. other artists, other dancers, rappers mm -hmm. that'll be like, hey, yeah, I'll take the 25 bucks. And then like, then that becomes the expectation for the venue or yeah. the people, the business that think, that don't know the Any value better. of what so, we so, do. So, right. so, so, so even to them, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's building this thought that that's what we're worth and we're not. And honestly, I gotta, I gotta give props to between the West End of Hartford and Parkville, because they, they showed me what the, what the value is, because they're just like, no, you should be getting paid at least this amount mm. and added on. And then also with, with you know years of understanding, okay, I need to get paid more. Now I'm thinking, hold on, I need to get paid more, more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if a private event is letting me name a price, how come, you know... I, I, Paying attention to numbers, I'm paying attention to stuff. How come you can't add an, another another piece of you know some 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 cheese on that right yeah. there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, add, add so you gotta bit. know. So and all the things that you mentioned are like all tied into one another. So yeah. knowing your value, mm -hmm. learning your craft essentially, yeah. and loving it. Yes. All those things are tied into one another because if now you're on the struggle bus. Because of what you're doing and you're accepting like the bare minimum from mm -hmm. everywhere. Like it's hard to love the thing that you originally loved that, if now it's being detrimental to your health, to your bills, yeah. to like feeding you. And, and that's that's why like I took the leap of faith. Like I, I, I got fed up in 2015, took the leap of faith summer 2016 to just go for it full time. And it made sense because I knew my value. Mm. And in a sense, it was radiating off of me. Yeah. That okay, this is a confident young man coming through, so he knows his value, da 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 da, da and it's cool. You believe you know? in the vibes, yo. Yes. I like that shit, yes. girl. I like I, that. I, it, I, ever since learning about it years ago, because at first I'm like, something doesn't feel right, but I never really knew how to act on it. Now it's just like, something doesn't feel right, I'm out the door. <laughs> something doesn't feel right, or something feels good, okay, let me just follow the guide and. Sometimes, you know, when Dorothy hits the hills, it's like, okay, Dorothy, I know what time it is. It's all waves. Yes. It's all waves. Mm-hmm. All right, let's time travel a little bit. The year is 2025. Okay. What is Earl DJB Easy doing? Um, running, running an entertainment label. Probably somewhere in the Caribbean or Toronto, just doing business or, you know, DJing. Um, still going to have the, you know, home in Connecticut because Connecticut has a home base and just, you know, uplifting you know, my people around the surrounding Hartford, Hartford area, even to New Haven, Bridgeport area, just uplifting them and 
You know what I'm saying? So just basically keep the home base in Hartford, but travel a lot. Mm. Travel a lot. And then also at that time, I should have like at least a staff of four to five great, reliable DJs that's getting their own recognition globally. Dope. You know what I'm saying? So I'm putting in the work of what I want to do now, but honestly, I'll still be DJing events here and there. But really, I just want to work on the label, work on, you know, the value and, and basically do like a lot of public speaking events at that time. Like you, know you want to be doing public speaking? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. So Anything in particular that you'd want to be talking about or? Just talking about energy because I feel like if more business owners understand energy, mm-hmm. they can make, in a sense, what they want to do, make more money. But they're not picking up on the energy. They're thinking... Well, this is not happening, and it's the, it's the blame game, and then with some establishments, people might shortchange one another, or even like kind of like throw other people on the bus. No, you got to reprogram your mind and understand it's energy, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't, and also you got to have enough humility to be like, you know what, I dropped the ball on this one, I could get better, mm-hmm. instead of ego tripping off of a little bit of $1,000 you just made for a month or whatever and be like, yeah, that was all me. Da, da, da. Nah. Mm. If you understand energy, you too can be a millionaire. Yeah. You too can take a vacation whenever you see fit to take a vacation. And in a sense, if you understand energy better, you're not really complaining. You're, you're, you're loving what's going on mm. if you understand energy. But there's some people that don't understand energy and they're always stressed out at the time. After they, you know, leave work, they got to get plastered. You don't need to get plastered. You need to just mm-hmm. open up your mind. Right. There's right. nothing wrong with just having a nice sip of red wine. Or if you want to go harder, heavier, you know, a nice classy glass of Hennessy in your cup with your pinky out. And just chill. Relax. A great beverage called Malta. <laughs> yes. Drink some of that. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. So owning your own entertainment label is that what it yeah. is? Word. Because record record label, you know, is, is saying okay, we just only push out, you know, music. But the thing is, entertainment wise, is is, is all all around entertainment. So it could mm. be, you know, somebody dropping an album, or it could be somebody putting on a play, mm-hmm. or it could be somebody putting on a movie. So, entertainment-wise, boom. Word. Okay. Give me one to three positive affirmations or quotes for us to carry with us until we all meet again. Uh, You can do anything because... People that were less smarter than you made it happen. Okay. You know, also, money is energy. Don't look at your bank account. Look at your energy. Look at, you know, the service you can provide. And don't don't judge what's in your bank account on what you are. You can select and pick who you are in your future. Mm. Okay. And... Number three, let's get away from money for number three. <laughs> number three, gratitude. 
Waking Ooh. up. If more people woke up in the morning and just said thank you for the slippers that I'm about to put on my feet, the, the scrambled eggs I'm about to make, the cup of coffee. Ooh, that black cup of coffee. It's hot and steamy. <laughs> just, just being thankful for waking up. Be thankful. And then everything, everything else falls into place. And be honest with you, if you're humble about your energy, if you're vocal about what you want, and you know your, your authority, you know your, um, your worth and your value, you can basically have everything you want and you can make your own schedule. You can be your own boss and in a sense teach other people how to be their own bosses. So instead of it's me as the boss and all my employees with me, no, it's me with all my other bosses, all of my other kings and queens, queens and kings and all of that. And we're just, we're just, we're just having a grand old time. Word. You know, we can make our own billion dollar Club. I'm not going to say boys club because it's 2018, but we can make our own billion dollar whatever club. And also, in a sense, who says you need a billion dollars to be happy? Ooh, who says that? Talk. Who says you really need all of that to be happy? As long as you're able to live a comfortable life, have you know funds when funds are needed to have for certain situations, and able to travel you know, cross-country any way you want to travel... That's success right there. So you don't need you don't need to be a, a billionaire for that. You don't even need to be a millionaire for that. You just need to be comfortable in your own soul and understand what you have around you. Word. And that's it. That was a long ass quote, Earl. So <laughs> <laughs> here we go. This is trivia time. Please try to answer these as quickly as possible. Yes. Ready? Yes. Rapid fire. Are you a morning person or a night person? I'm a night owl. Shoes or barefoot? Shoes. Werewolves or vampires? Vampires. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Juice or water? Water. Jordans or Chucks? Oh, I don't like both of them. <laughs> I'm okay. an Air Max person. That's fair. Old school video games or new school? Uh, old school. Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. Uh, do you have a must-read book? Uh... Art is my heart by Nanos right now. Cool. What's your go-to snack? Almonds, actually. Almonds. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Three things you love about yourself. Rapid fire. <laughs> I'm relaxed. I'm intelligent. And I have a nice smile. Oceans or mountains? Oceans. Passenger or driver? Driver. What job would you be terrible at? <laughs> oh my goodness, being a server. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I could be good, but it's, it's like I really got to be speedy and right, right clearly. Give me a happy thought, Earl. I'm happy it's Tuesday because movies are $5 today. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Laundry, actually. Cake or pie? Cake. Phone calls or texts? Phone call. Top places you're dying to visit, name two. Tokyo, Japan. And 
Lagos, Nigeria. Mm. Ooh, this is going to be tricky because you're a DJ. What's a favorite song you're listening to currently? Favorite song I'm listening to currently mm-hmm. is actually Jungle Brothers' I Will House You. Introvert, extrovert, ambivert, or none of the above? Who's the one that always likes going out? Who likes going out? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. extrovert, but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss later. Okay. We'll discuss after this is done. Favorite season of the year? Ah, spring. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Aliens exist or no? They do because they're living among us. Favorite number? <laughs> number nine. Pineapples on pizza or not? Mm-hmm. Damn, we're going there? Yeah, we're there. You, you can laugh them off. <laughs> Favorite color? Uh, blue. How do you like your eggs? Scrambled. Mm, do you make hot cocoa with water or with milk? Actually, with milk. What's the bougiest thing you've eaten? <laughs> a croissant do you save leftovers yes and the most important question ever Chicago style pizza or New York <laughs> nobody likes Chicago style pizza except me <laughs> no, I'll, give, I'll go further New Haven pizza that's New York style, please. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so New York it is. Ding, ding, ding. Done. So the whole extrovert, introvert thing, it's yeah. not necessarily like that you don't like to go out. It's more of like what ch- the difference between them is how you get your energy back, how okay. you recharge. Okay. So an introvert recharges by being by themselves more often. Mm. An extrovert recharges and gets energy by hanging out with people. So Usually. I guess I'm an extrovert. Then. An ambivert, it, it's kind of, it just kind of depends. Actually, uh, okay, I never heard of that one before. An actually, ambivert. I think I'm, bo- I'm think, I think I'm more of that. Yeah. Because there's some days where I just need to recharge by myself, and then I'm ready to go, and then other days where I need to see people. So it's just like, yeah. So it's dependent on the situation. Dig it, and then we learned. Earl, please give us your shout outs, which I know is gonna take a minute. Proceed. I'm just going to go by all the establishments. Shout out to Koji's downtown Hartford, the great legend that used to be. And I think they, they should come back. Uh, shout out to the whole Locals 8 company and all the restaurants and bars you own. It's too many restaurants and bars, so I'm not going to say all of that. <laughs> so I'm just going to say Locals 8 based on Farmington Avenue, Western Hartford. Uh, Real Artways, big shout out. Shout out to Titanium Heavyweights. Shout out to the whole community of Hartford, Connecticut. Hey. New Haven art community. Uh, shout out to my parents, mom and dad. Hello. Um, shout out to Earl's mom for introducing me to his middle name, which oh, I won't uh, share. I won't share. I won't share. <laughs> Go ahead. Shout out to Yikes, 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 Yikes. Shout out to... That's what he calls his exes. Shout out to Zilly Memorabilis making it happen. Um, and then, yo, just shout out to the artists, the, the people that have a dream and is more than just having a dream. You're putting a dream into reality, making it happen. So, shout out to all the creatives and, um, yo. 
Oh yeah, Jake Rock Rosconi, that's my karaoke partner in crime. Um shout out to that good that, that guy, he's a good man. Shout out to his beautiful wife. This is her birthday. Happy birthday, Jess. Jess, be light on the beverages. Oh and shit. Why not? Be light. Well. You know. <laughs> and then um man, just shout out to Pole Control Studios, Hartford, Springfield. Shout out to WFCS, New Britain, and Hartford. You are now rocking with the sounds of DJ BBC. Oh, Zulu Brass, uh, Tang, his queen, Suffice, his queen, his family, uh, Front Page, Isan, man, Royal Beats, um, Shoot, Elsie, uh, Lord have mercy. Oh my goodness. I was trying not to make it long, but it's long. Oh my goodness. Oh, Rejects. Shout out to Rejects. With the clap. I, I see you guys. I see the vision. Shout out to the New York Knicks. Get your life together. Shout out to oh, uh, the New York Giants. Get your life together. Yankees, you're representing New York, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> and just shout, just shout out to Positive Energy, Positive Vibrations, uh, Oasis, Blue Hills, Larry, Larry Hampton, doing great things over there. Any anybody that needs to get their hair and their nails and all of that done, um, you know, black owned beautician, all of that. Um, Jessica Charlie, she doing her thing with the hair downtown Hartford as well. And then, and then there was, just shout out to everybody. I shout know out to everybody. Yeah, shout out yeah, to everybody. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. We, oh my God, he loves y'all yes, yes, so yes, much. Yes, so, yes. so much. Gino if he Beats, didn't mention your name, it's just because he loves you that much. Like, it's just overwhelming. It's overwhelming to even say your name. He just can't. It's oh. so much. Last one real quick. Gino Beats, Tracker MD. He got a movement called Make Hartford Great Again. Basically, all it is is education on the young people and what Hartford was. Hartford used to have two two malls. Used to have the Hartford Whalers. We rebuilding that. Shout out to Gino Beats. Boom, I'm done. Word. <laughs> and last but not least, please tell everybody where they can appropriately stalk you. You can hit, like, I'm working on a website host right now. You could definitely... Whoever that is needs to... Wait. You could definitely um, <laughs> hit me up at DJ on Instagram. Two, I have two Instagrams. I have a public one, which is uh, Be Easy Events on Instagram, which is easy. It's B underscore easy underscore events on Instagram. And then my private one for like all my friends and whatnot is DJ underscore B underscore EZ. And then on Facebook, facebook.com slash Easy Entertainment, you can find me. Uh, for my government, for, you know, personal stuff too, you can hit me up at Facebook, Earl Zuberry. That's E A R O E Z U B E R I. Earl Zuberry on Facebook. And then for my email address, it's easy. Book Earl be easy at gmail.com for any bookings, which is B O O K E A R L E B E Z at gmail.com. Hey, Earl, 
Yes. Thank you for being on the podcast. No doubt. I appreciate you, friend. I'll see you at the next party. No doubt. <laughs> hey, you lovely person, you. Before we part ways, for now, wanted to remind you to tune in next week where we will be chopping it up with Chad Milling, who is one of the founders of School of Rejects. The other founder was Stephanie Sandoval. She was episode four. Go check that out if you haven't already. Also, next week we'll be having our live session with past guests Aurelia Clooney, director, actor, and theater teaching artist, and Jasmine Augusto, founder of Sage Seeker Productions. And now for the outro. Alrighty, mi gente. This has been another episode of The Creative Alchemist. I am your hostess with the mostest, Sulinette. You can check out the rest of my life at sulinette.com. That's Z-U-L-Y-N-E-T-T-E puntocom. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and support it with a monthly subscription by clicking on this episode's description or by visiting anchor.fm slash thecreativealchemist. Thank you to our current supporters. Until next time, stay hydrated, stay creative. Peace.